And welcome to another edition of the Power Play Podcast here on the State Champs Podcast Network. It is presented by National Coney Island. I'm with Sean Belegian today. Sean, how are you today? Outstanding. And who we have today? Uh, Brandon Kalanicki, of course, uh, a CC guy, a player, uh, now the head coach uh, of the Shamrocks as well. Played at Michigan. He's got to rep that as well. So. Uh, a distinguished career and, and certainly one of the good guys in the business. Cal, thanks for coming out, man. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, uh, how many years have you been now the coach at CC? Uh, this is my third. Okay. And then you you played and uh, when did you play at CC? Uh, I played from 1997 to 2000. So I made it as a sophomore in the 97, 98 season. So played there for three years and graduated in 2000. And how special is it that you're back at your alma mater? Uh, it's such a, it is such a cool and unique experience to be able to do that, to be able to return to your alma mater and, and you know, coach a team that you were once part of. And I'm very honored and humbled to be able to do that. And I obviously have quite a staff of all guys that um, played at CC for the most part, and, and um, they have the same experience. So it's such a cool thing, and you get to communicate with the kids, you get to talk with them, and, you know, you have – you have an understanding of what they're going through because you, you went through it yourself. And being at, that it's at the same school, uh, you, you kind of have a special connection there as well. You know, it's interesting, Cal, because I, I think really the only guy that, that can come into CC is a guy that understands CC because there are expectations. You know, it's, it's expectations on the ice, expectations off the ice. Off the ice. There's no question a, about that. How would you describe that that i mean some might use the word pressure expectations how, how would you describe that at catholic central i think you, you hit the nail on the head with the high expectations on the ice off the ice um it's all about representing that school the right way and for us um from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint and that's something that we always remind our guys of is when you put the cc on you're, you're representing a lot of people there's a lot of people that look at you um and you want to make sure you do that proud, not only the alumni, but the current students, the current administration, the current staff. Uh, you want to make sure that they're proud of what you're doing as well. So, uh, you know, and that comes with it, like you said, expectations on the ice and off the ice at the school. Uh, that That is something that, you know, whether you use the term pressure, we just, that that's what you sign up for. That's what you know you're getting into, and, and that comes as no surprise to anybody that's there. This is the State Champs Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian and Brandon Kalanicki from Detroit Catholic Central. Let's take a quick look at the rankings. Sean, you added Holland West Ottawa, Woodhaven, and Liggett to your top 25. Tell me about those three teams you added. Well, I, I'm going to start with the one that you just mentioned, Liggett. Liggett is a team that came this close a couple weeks back, and they, they lost a few games, but they bounced back. Um, they've won a, a bunch of games in a row, and, and I think that league is a league that maybe people need to take a closer look at. Um, I, I, I think you know that's a team, Liggett, that's had a tremendous amount of, resp- of, of, of success in recent years, won a championship, of course, going back, what, six years now. And who was that, that name? There was Lord, Lord Anthony, Anthony <laughs> on defense. <laughs> he, he, yeah, do you remember? Anthony Phenomenal yes. defenseman. Yeah. He, he, fun yeah. to watch. He, he was having – but um, – I, I like the way they're playing right now, and I, I, I like, you know, when you put together a win streak as, as they put together, they were really close to breaking the seal because you know the process. You and I talk about it. I talk about it with coaches. You have to scour all these schedules and see, okay, well, what have they done earlier? Who have they lost to? I think a lot of times, as we've talked about, a loss can tell you a lot uh, about a team as well. 
And they came really close to breaking the seal, but with the le- the recent win streak, I thought it was time uh, to jump in. Uh, Woodhaven is a great story. Yep. Of course, a few weeks ago we talked about them, a tremendous accomplishment to get the 400 wins. You're doing something right. Yep. When you win 12 games in a row in the MHSAA, you're doing something right. And in my opinion, you you deserve to be recognized for that. So, um, you know, obviously that's what's going on there. And you know what's interesting? A lot of people told me, hey, keep an eye on Holland West Ottawa. And so I've been looking at their schedule for about a month now. And, you know, I think that the way things configured itself, I, I think that's a team that definitely deserved to be ranked. And uh, they put together some nice wins as well. So, man, it is it is an arduous process trying to figure out how many teams to cram into the mm-hmm. top 25 when you can only deal with top 25 because – as, as Coach Kalanicki, under, there are so many good teams out there. You know, anybody on any given night can kind of jump up and, and, and get you. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, especially at this point in time in the season, it's 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 kind of a an arduous process to try to figure out which 25 should get in. And on the west side, uh, Brandon, you played Granville the last few years. Mm. Just tell us how special that rivalry is with you guys the last few years. Well, I think... Going back to the Granville CC thing, where we were talking about before the show came on, um, it started, and I was at the game as a spectator. I was not uh, coaching at Catholic Central at the time, so I was there as a spectator just watching the semifinal. And I remember that feeling, and it gave you goosebumps when both teams got together to pay uh, to pray for Ryan Fisher. And it was very, uh, you know, like I said, I had goosebumps, and I was very proud to be associated with Catholic Central at that point uh, just as an alumni. And so to be able to continue that on with Granville and Joel's an absolutely fantastic guy and the Fisher family's been great. And, you know, we've had the opportunity to get together with them every year uh, before our game and have mass together and kind of remind, you know, a memory of those things. And we've had, uh, from our program, we've had people that have passed away and just as they had with Ryan and through the school. And, you know, there's unfortunate you know, b- bonding there through tragedy uh, from both both schools and both programs, and and it, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to have people like that that understand what you just went through. John, I, I think to piggyback, it, it shows you just the class of, mm. of both programs mm. because from from what was just the ultimate tragedy, the way the Fisher family has conducted themselves, Joel Brazil, I, I'm with you, Cal. I, I think what a good human being. I mean, he is a treasure, in my humble opinion, to have uh, part of the MHSAA family um, to take what is the ultimate tragedy, the unthinkable, and, and turn that into something, any yearly something, the, the Ryan Fisher scholarship. I mean, it, it, there's just so many things about it. And it, you know what it does, in my humble opinion, from the outside looking in, coaches, is people look at the way that, that you guys conduct yourselves, and that that's a lead-by-example moment. I think that's a lead-by-example moment for everybody. It's turned in to just a great thing for high school hockey. Yeah, and, and it's fun It's fun getting together every year and, uh, you know, reliving some of those memories. And, and like you said, when we, uh, going back a few years now, when, when Mitchell Kiefer passed away in the car mm-hmm. accident, he was... Uh, graduated, was going to Michigan State, and he passed away. One of the first emails I had received was from Joel Brazil, and, you know, their condolences, and obviously... Um, and even he, when Matt Cerisho got injured. Yeah, Matt Cerisho, which, uh, you know, those those tragedies, like I said, through them, um, 
a lot of good has come from it, I guess, is the best, best you can say it. Of course, it's a very unfortunate situation when those things happen, but you find out how great people are in the hockey world, and Granville is a perfect example of that. This is the Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island. We are going to be talking quick about the High School Player of the Year update. It is also presented by National Coney Island. Brandon, you have a kid on, on our list, Brandon West. Just tell us about how special a player he is. Uh, he's fun to watch, and as I, I mentioned to Sean a few weeks ago when, we, when he reached out to me about him uh, for being on this list, and I said, you know, you're going to see the numbers, you're going to see all the, the highlights and the nice goals he scores, but what, what, what I look back at, at from a coaching standpoint and just how good he is in every area of the game. He's strong in his stick. He wins 50-50 puck battles. He he tracks back. You know, he, he, he leads by example. He's not a very loud kid. He's actually quite humble and quiet, but he leads by example. And, you know, the, the stuff he does on the offensive end is fun to watch, but also to watch him uh, come back and, and, and make – make those type of plays that prevent goals as well, I think is just a, a uh, tribute to how well-rounded of a player he is. And then, you know, I was telling Sean as we were coming here, all three guys on that line for us, and I got to I gotta make sure to mention them sure. both because, <laughs> you know, Jared Lee is another guy one, who, who just is so competitive and, and one of our captains and all three, Dylan Monty, the other guy on that line is our assistant captain. Jared and Brendan are our two captains. And they all bring something that really helps our team go. And, you know, like I said, we t- we're talking about Brendan, but I think it's important to mention all three of them because they really, uh, when we put them to, together, they've taken our team to another level and they've really helped carry it. And, like I said, you could pick any of those three and I'd be happy to talk about them. You know what's really interesting, John, is, is and I'm sure you do the same thing, I, I talk to uh, some opposing coaches to get their take on particular players and, and one of them w- was West and it was interesting because two opposing coaches used this term and to me this term is just about the greatest compliment you can get today 200 foot player mm-hmm. and to me in today especially when you're talking about the National Hockey League a 200 foot player you can't put a price tag on that so when you couple that with let's not forget this is a guy that has put up good numbers and you saw it firsthand. Yep. Yep. Uh, they were in a hole against Brother Rice and 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 who dug him out with not one but two goals to tie the game. Um, so I I think that that's a, a special player and Coach Cal's right and I I don't want to put him on the spot. These are my words and my words alone. There are two or three guys from his team alone that could go on that list. Mm-hmm. There are two or three guys from Brighton. There are two or three guys from Orchard Lake St. Mary's from Stevenson. Stevenson. And and it's it's a it's a difficult proposition to try to get Hancock as well. Um, there there it's a difficult proposition to try to whittle it down. And and, and certainly we we do our best to do it. Um, that's one name, Mister West, that yeah. nobody. Nobody's going to question why he's on that list, no doubt about it. Yeah, and we had a discussion over the weekend, and we made some changes to our top ten list. We added Jake Banky from mm-hmm. Heartland. We take Josh Aubrey off. Jack Comley from Plymouth is on our list, too. The two guys on the list, uh, what's your thoughts on those? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. Banky is a guy that I, I think in the past couple of years he's kind of done this. You know what I mean? And now it's built to a point. Everybody knew Josh Albring. Everybody knows Josh Albring. And it's not any disrespect, obviously, because, you know, Heartland, you could have two guys easily on that list, both of them. But I I think what you've seen, in my opinion, is I think you've seen Banky go like this. And I think it's at the point now where I I think my personal opinion, and after talking to a, a 
again, a bunch of opposing coaches because that's the best opinions to get. Uh, a lot of guys felt that he deserved a spot on that on that list. And, you know, as far as Jack goes, I, I don't think I even have to give an explanation. I think when you look at his numbers, I think when he leads what is arguably, arguably, mind you, um, the, the best team in Division Two right now, uh, to put up back-to-back hat tricks and four-point nights against Northville, the way that they limit teams, mm-hmm. that really speaks for itself. I, so I don't feel the need to defend that one at all. You know what I mean? I mean, really, that's – and that Plymouth team, you know, again, John, I know we've been talking about it. This is probably uh, Coach Vento's best team. And Division Two is so top-heavy this year, so top-heavy. You know, there are four or five outstanding teams – that's going to be a team to watch, and, and certainly he's one of the reasons why. And we had a nice discussion about that last week with Plymouth and Stevenson going to be the first game. It's a shame. <laughs> I'm, we're going to put Coach Cal in the, in the corner. We don't want to get him involved. No, it, I, I'm sorry. It's a, it's it's a you know it's a shame, and you know uh, Catholic Central in the past. You know I know you made reference to it when they with Northville and CC, two of the best teams in the state, had to do it. This is the way it is until it changes. We all have to deal with it. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe this is where we could reintroduce Coach Cal. That's the white noise that you you try to get out of your players' heads. Control what you can control. I mean, what's the message? Because these guys are looking at brackets. They're looking at, all right, this team is coming up next. And you're a guy that's saying one game at a time. And that's exactly what you just constantly remind them. We play whoever they're putting in front of us. You don't have a control over that, so don't waste your energy. Don't waste your time worrying about what other teams got their route. Uh, You just... You deal with it. You 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 play. You got to win your game. If you don't win your game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you didn't win your game, then you weren't going to win the state championship anyway. So you know you got to win the game. It's in front of you, um, and then you move on. And and you know it's tough. It's a tough two week span. So sometimes you you get a couple tough games in a row and. Like I said, to to get to that last game on Saturday, and you you you're going to have to play some tough teams along the way. So uh, you just you got to play. You got to play whoever's in front of you and beat them. There has been some talk about expanding the playoffs half a week to three weeks, whatever the case may be. Where are you at? Because it seems to me, I could be wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. It seems to me that that's kind of unanimous amongst the coaches. What are your thoughts on that? I, I would welcome it. I, I really would because uh, it's it is a long two weeks when you look at in most cases six games in in a two week span. Uh, most teams don't play six games in a two-week span majority of the year. You know, you may play three one week, two the next, but you really don't schedule up three games in a week because it's tough on the students. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night game, Friday, Saturday, and then another Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. That that can be a long, long couple of weeks for the students as well. So you try to keep that in mind when we're scheduling throughout the season. Um, and, and it would open up some different possibilities for the weekend. You know, it would be, it would be exciting to find ways to – you know, put maybe a couple games in in the same in the same rink for a uh, regional final. So yeah. you would have a couple of regional finals at the same rink, and yeah. you know, it would just create some some different atmospheres. And I'd be all for that. And you know, expanding it another week, I think just it it, it should help also improve the product because the kids wouldn't be you know maybe you wouldn't have kids being a little bit tired at the end of that run. And and you know, you see it in the NHL, right? That's a that's a two month marathon for Absolutely. those guys. So mm-hmm. by the time they're done, mm-hmm. they're they're aghast if they win the cup, and most of them can't even really celebrate they want the way they want to. It's probably. survival yeah. now. I mean, really, yeah. it's survival now. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, on the State Chance Power Play podcast, the MIHL Michigan Prep Hockey Showcase is this weekend down in Trenton. A great showcase. Your thoughts on being being part of that that showcase? We're always excited. It's it's a weekend that we circle on our calendar every year. You're excited to get to that 
you're excited to see all these teams in the same uh, building at Trenton. Uh, you're excited to see who you're going to play. Uh, it, it really is. It, it's a great challenge, and, and the way they match up the teams is always it's always been fantastic. You usually walk in there and you know you're going to get two great competitive hockey games, uh, regardless of what type of season you're having. It seems like they do a really good job of of matching the teams up so that every game is really competitive, and that's what we're trying to see. And, and like I said, the the environment of the three rinks going all at the same time, and you kind of pop in and you can see, you know, the, some of the matchups that are back to back to back. It's it's fun as a coach to be able to go in to one arena, catch the catch a couple minutes of this game, walk to the next, catch a couple minutes of this game. It just, uh, I wish we'd do more of it, to be honest. We always like it when we see, like, an up north team. Love it. Like a Houghton, a Calumet. Love it. And we'd be like, who's this team? It was like Houghton a couple years ago. They beat Brighton. They beat Northville. Mm -hmm. Just your thoughts on the showcase. I I remember, was it two years ago, I remember seeing Hancock there. And I'm not joking, when I saw Hancock, and I think you and I did something shortly thereafter where I said, I think Hancock's going to win it all, and they, they eventually did. I mean, they, they were just such a, a good show. One of my favorite things, and I'm not even talking about – I'm not a media member right now, okay? I love going to the MIHL site, MIHL.org, and looking when they announce who's playing. I, I mean, to me, the fan in me gets excited. You know, oh, CC, you're playing Culver again. You're playing St. Ignatius again. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. You know, in, in you know our mutual friend Dave Mitchell. Okay, well, we're going to take on Granville, and then we'll be the other team to take on Culver. Those are cool things. And, you know, that's one thing, John, in, in recent years, the, the showcase – as, as it says, it is the premier hockey event of the season. I mean, outside of the tournament, obviously. I mean, there's nothing quite like this. But I think, this is just my, one man's opinion, I think what you've seen in the showcase, it, it's, it's grown from the, out, from the inside to the out. Yeah. Because now you're seeing more teams say, all right, you know what, we're going to go play Catholic Central. Yeah. We're going to go to the west side to play Forest Hill Central. Or, or we're going to go play Chelsea. Or we're going to make that trek up north to play mm-hmm. for the Miners' Cup. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and that, to me, has really helped grow uh, this game in the last few years. The, the, the kind of anybody, anywhere approach, Cal. You're seeing it more and more from schools all over the state now. Yeah, and that's the way I think that that's great for hockey. I mean, great for high school hockey. Uh, you know, to follow up on what you were saying, as a fan, I get excited, you know, not only from the coach. I, I mean, I go into to this weekend, and there's a lot of teams that we may not see or we won't see just because of the divisions. But you mentioned Hancock and team, you know, I want to go in and see what they're like. I, I'm excited to see what type of team they have, even though they're Division three, they're not on our schedule. You know, we it's just still fun to see what other teams have, and 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 it it brings out the fan in you as well, and even the players. You know, you you like for them to have a little bit of time around that rink and pop in and see other games because you know we're all we're all there, kind of supporting each other and to show what type of product it is. And one of the matchups I see uh, that's intriguing on Friday is Calumet and Flint Powers. Sean and I have talked in the last few podcasts. Don't look at Calumet's record. Look who have they have played. <laughs> And this could be a potential matchup where we could see them at USA Hockey Arena. Oh, Calumet could beat anybody. There's no doubt about it. And, and you know, I'll just reiterate what you just said. Don't take our word for it. Go look at their schedule. Go look at, at who they're playing. So uh, I'm with you. That That's one that, that I kind of – I got a, a circle around that one. Cranbrook and Houghton. It just, you know, in my mind, I, I remember so many Cranbrook-Houghton games of the past in, in Division Three. I'm intrigued at that. And we'll say the same thing. Cal, you know about Cr- Cranbrook can beat anybody. Yep. 
Don't, don't don't look at their record. They they can go beat anybody. I mean, that's what you know. Andrea, a, a, Andy, and Patrick have done for so long. Okay, where do we have to play? Who do you want us to play? So I, I, to me, that's one of the fun things. Circling circling those games and going, yeah, you know what? I I want to see this game. I, there are so many games like that. Saginaw Heritage and Ike. You know, two teams that are are in D one. That you know, okay, what are these teams about? You know, I've heard of this player. You know. Haste at, at, uh, at, at Ike is having such a big year. Well, you know what? You don't have to look at numbers. You can go watch him play. And it's a beautiful thing because, as, as, as Coach Kalanicki said, you have three games going on at the same time. You know, you don't like this game? Go over to that game. So it really is just a, a great thing that the MIHL, that Andy and, and Patrick Ronane, I mean, put so much work into it to, to see it grow to where it has today. And the city of Trenton for hosting it. Absolutely. No doubt about that. They're playing Heartland. Uh, at Trenton, um, they they must have drawn the, the short stick or something because <laughs> they've got Heartland and Plymouth. Yep. You know, you want to talk about uh, teams that are going to decide what happens in D two. I mean, all all one has to do is look at those games and go see what Livonia Stevenson's doing in their two games. I mean, you're talking about the best of Division two all being in the same place, and certainly don't want to discount Brother Rice. So it it, it is. It's just you pick a division. And you're going to see a game. It's interesting. We didn't set it up this way, but we all talked about games at Division One, Two, or Three, yeah. and that's the beauty of a tournament like this. It's it is the premier uh, high school hockey event of the year. So that's it for the State Champs Power Play podcast here on the State Champs Podcast Network. You can see this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. Now we can listen to it on iTunes now, Sean. Ooh! And Coach Kalanicki, thank you for showing up today. Oh, thank you very much for having me.